with me this morning to Genesis, the 17th chapter. When we turn to the 17th chapter of Genesis, it is automatic we're going to teach on the covenant. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This morning I want to talk to you about something special if you understand exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us and what he did for God. If you'll understand that, then you'll have no trouble receiving every blessing of this new covenant, if you understand it. But most people don't have any inkling that we even have a covenant or even have an agreement with God, and they don't know how we got a hold to it, and they don't know who stands for you. So therefore, if they don't know, you cannot go beyond your knowledge of the Word of God. Hallelujah. In the 17th chapter, the book of Genesis, the first verse, said, When Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Now we translated that from the Hebrew into the English, and what he said, I'm El Shaddai. I'm the God that's more than enough. He said, Walk thou before me, and be thou perfect, and I'll make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me. God said, This is the way it's going to be for me. Behold, my covenant will be with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be called, shall be Abra-Ham. For I, for, <clears throat> for a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed. That's very important. The seed. After thee in their generation for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. In the 10th verse, he said, This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and thee and thy seed after thee. Uh, every man child among you and goes on and lists what exactly he must do in this covenant. Then in the 22nd chapter of the book of Genesis, in the 14th verse, he, began, he, he asked Abram, so he gave Abram a child, and he asked Abram for his child Isaac. And he told, he told Isaac, uh, Abraham that Isaac was to be his seed. So therefore, when he called for Isaac, for uh, Abraham to give Isaac up, uh, up to him as a sacrifice, Abraham knew one thing, that this seed must live. That this seed, no matter what he does, if he sacrifices Isaac, if Isaac dies, God's going to have to raise him from the dead because he had promised him that. See, and God had said, as for me, this is the way it'll be. It won't be any other way. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this morning we want to talk about the covenant man, the covenant man and his seed. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. So in a covenant relationship you must remember one thing 
Whatever your covenant partner has, you have. Whatever your covenant partner has, he cannot withhold it from you. So if God asked Abraham for his only begotten son, Abram didn't have any choice. He had to. Amen. Can you say amen? So we see a covenant that's being cut. We see that uh, God calls for Abram's son, his only begotten son. Hallelujah. So not only did Abram give an only begotten son, but then the other side of the covenant, Almighty God gave his only begotten son. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Eleventh chapter of the book of Hebrews, starting the seventeenth verse. Now we just want to lay a foundation of what God and Abram did. Seventeenth verse said, "By faith Abram, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he that was had received the promise offered up his only begotten son." of whom it is said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So there is, see, that child, Isaac, was a called child. He was a promised child. Hallelujah. He was the seed of Abraham to continue on that bloodline. 19th verse said, according that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also... Uh, he received him in a figure. Now, that's a little blind to us. Uh, New American Bible said in, in, he was a type. Another translation said he's a symbol. Isaac is a, sim, a symbol in the old covenant of what God's going to do in the new covenant. Now, he's a type and a, 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 of the Lord Jesus Christ, a figure or a shadow or an example of what God's going to do on this side of the covenant. Now, when God sent the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the seed of Abraham. See, he did not take upon himself the seed of angels, but took upon himself as being the descendant of Abraham. In other words, when the Lord Jesus Christ came, he became the seed of Abraham or the representative of man's side of the covenant. He's representing the man side of the covenant. Hallelujah. He is the descendant of Abraham. Now let me read you uh, 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 the Living Bible translation of this. said, Abraham, he believed that if Isaac died, God would bring him back. He would bring him back to life again. For as far as Abram was concerned, Isaac was doomed to death. He was going to sacrifice him. He was going to put him on the altar. Praise be unto God. But he came back again alive. Moffat's translation said, Hence he did get him back by what was a parable of the resurrection. Now he's a type of the Lord Jesus Christ and he is acting out his part over here in the old covenant. Now, in this old covenant, we had sacrifices of animals and blood was shed and that blood 
covered their sins, but in the new covenant, the blood of Almighty God is shed. And this blood of the new covenant is speaking right now today better things than Abel, better things than any kind of sacrifice. Now this old covenant, he said, it will be an everlasting covenant. Now when he said that, he's talking about the physical and the financial side of the covenant. Abraham was made rich. He had physical blessings. He had the blessings over here. But when Jesus came, he not only guaranteed the physical, the financial, but he brought the spiritual side. You can be born again. You can have the life, the nature of Almighty God. You can have a substance in, the, in your spirit that makes you more than a conqueror, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn with me back, if you will, to Galatians, the third chapter. Galatians, the third chapter. Praise be unto God. Look in the eighth verse. And as the scripture foretold that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham. See, he preached the gospel or told Abraham the gospel. Now, when he's talking about the gospel, that's, that's why Abram wasn't afraid to sacrifice Isaac. He knew what was going to happen. The gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He told Abraham, there's a seed coming. There's a seed coming. There's a seed coming, bless God, that's going to totally annihilate even the heathen sin. Bless God. He's going to come, and he's going to die on an old rugged cross, and he's going to be buried. But bless God, the third day he's going to rise victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And this, this is going to be God's representative and he's going to be man's representative. See, the reason this is so important is because you didn't make covenant. Jesus made covenant. And if you didn't make it, you can't break it. <laughs> if you didn't make it, you can't break it. If you mess up and do wrong and fail, bless God, we've got the Fifth Amendment, the First John 1, 9. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. So God told Abraham about the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Praise God. Look in the uh, 13th verse. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Huh? You've been redeemed. Hallelujah. The curse of the law was sin, sickness, failure, poverty, all that would come when they would break their covenant. Now, in the old covenant, the blood of goats and calves and animals stood for their blessing. And as long as God accepted that blood of those animals, their covenant was intact. But God once, once, at the end of the age, Jesus Christ came, spilt his blood, carried it into the heavenly holy of holies. God accepted that blood, and it's everlasting blood. Hallelujah. That'll never go out of style. Praise God. Praise God. So Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For as written, curses everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessings. Why is this new covenant better? Because it doesn't have a curse on it. 
Why is it better where the blessings of Abraham might come on the Gentile that we might receive the promise of the Spirit of God through faith? Hallelujah. 16th verse. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Now they were made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one and to thy seed which is Christ. Now Jesus is the seed of Abraham. Amen. Now these promises was made. What was this promise? That through him the whole world could be born again. Hallelujah. The promise was that the Spirit of God would be back in man just like it was in Adam when God made Adam and fellowship with Adam and run around with Adam and blessed Adam, blessed God. Every man that receives Jesus Christ has now entered into the covenant blessings. So he said, not unto seeds as of many, but unto thy seed, which is Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. And Galatians 3.29 said, If you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed. How many of you know you are the seed of Abraham? Not the seeds, but the seed, the promised seed. You are the promised seed that God himself prophesied to Abram in Genesis, said, Through thy seed, blessed be God. That seed was Christ, but now you are the seed of Abraham. You're the seed of Almighty God. You're born of God just like Jesus was. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. In Hebrews 2.16, 20th century translation said, It was not surely to help the angels that Jesus came, but to help, but to the help of the descendants of Abraham, or the seed of Abraham. Now listen, he said, not unto seeds as of many, but unto thy seed, which is Christ. Abraham's seed was Christ. Galatians 3, 29 said, now if you be Christ, you are the body of Christ. <laughs> you are the physical body where the Christ, the anointed, resurrected, glorified Christ lives, praise God. And if you be Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to this promise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus was our substitute, our representative of the covenant. Hallelujah. Abraham in the old covenant uh, had blood sacrifices, but this new covenant still has blood sacrifices. Now when... We talk about a covenant. In the Hebrew, it meant one thing, to cut where blood flows. This is the strongest agreement that can be made in the universe. God and Abram made a covenant. The 15th chapter of Genesis talks about God came down and walked through the sacrifices, through the blood, the fire shot through it. But in this new covenant, Jesus is the only and final sacrifice. He said, it is finished. What is finished? The guarantee of your covenant rights. It's cut and dried. You've already got every blessing that heaven itself enjoys. Whatever your God has, you have. Jesus said it like this. All that the Father hath is mine. Well, blessed be God, Paul said, you are heirs of God and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus stepped forward as the seed of Abraham, man's side. He was the representative man. 
Just like Adam stood for all men, when, I, when Adam sinned, death spread to all men. No one could escape it. But blessed be God, God sent another man, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So if one man got us in trouble, another man got us out. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So Hebrews 2.14 talks about the Lord Jesus going through death. He went through the cross, the death, the burial, the mighty resurrection, and the ascension to the right hand of Almighty God. When he done that, he done it as your substitute. Whatever he accomplished is set down to your credit. Why is it? Because he is man's representative. Amen? He is our substitute. Romans 5, 8 said, While we as yet sinners, he died for us. Amen? So he is man's representative. Jesus said it like this. He said, I am the son of man are the son of mankind, just like Adam was the son of man. He was the son of God and he was the son of man. How many of you know Adam was the first son of God? Amen. Praise God. Luke 3.38 said he was the son of God. Well, the first son of God failed. And when he failed, Romans 5.17 said, Wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death spread to all men. Not physical death, but a spiritual condition that separated them from Almighty God. Hallelujah. What Adam failed and what he did affected every human being. But what Jesus did, bless God, opened the way to every human being. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So Jesus went through death that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. When Jesus was on the cross, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 said, He was made to be sin. Jesus was made to be sin. He didn't just bear your sin. He came under spiritual death. He came under a spiritual condition that separated him from Almighty God. When he was on the cross, he died a God-forsaken death. He said, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Every bit of the light he had, all the revelation knowledge, knowing who he was, and everything left him, and he died spiritually, and his spirit descended into the lower prison house of suffering, and he laid under the hand of judgment three days and three nights for you and for me. So whatever he paid for, it's paid for, folks. Whatever he done in the death, burial, and the resurrection, it is paid for and it's set down to my credit as if I were there with him. And John, big John, 12, 31 through 34, he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me, signifying which death he should die. So he died for all men. At this present time, every man, woman, and child that's ever been born in this earth has been saved according to God. But they'll go to hell if they don't receive it. See, we've told them everything in the world but that God's already forgiven. We've told them everything in the world, but God is pleased with them. That God's not mad at them. That God has already in the person of Christ made salvation available and it's set down to their credit. Their name is written in the Lamb's book of life. If they don't get saved, he'll have to blot it out. We need to tell them the truth that Jesus has already stood for them. 
that God himself sent his only begotten son as his representative, but he also came to represent man. That's why he was the seed of Abraham, the seed of David. Amen. You remember they'd cry out to him, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Well, he wasn't kin to David. How was he? Through his bloodline. That's why them baguettes is so important in the Bible. He didn't put them baguettes in there just to fill up a page. <laughs> Amen? Hallelujah. So, <clears throat> in Matthew 16, 13, Jesus calls himself the Son of Man. Matthew, the 6th chapter. Uh, Matthew, the... 12th chapter, the 16th chapter, John 1, Acts 7, Revelation 1, 14. Over 30 times in the New Testament, over 30 times, Jesus is referred to as the Son of Man. Well, what is the Son? He said, who do men say I, the Son of Man, am? Who do they say I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Well, how can he be the Son of Man and the Son of God? He is our representative man. He stepped forward for man and said, while they're yet a sinner, I'll die for him. But bless God, I'll be the lamb of almighty God. And the blood flowed that day on the cross. And hallelujah, it flowed from his sides. And this day a blood covenant's been cut that cannot be broken, praise God. Hallelujah. You didn't make it and you can't break it. Jesus stepped forward for man. He was man's representative, the son of man, but hallelujah, he was the son of God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So the son of man represented man. You know, in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, you might write it down. It says, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, but the last Adam, the last Adam was made a quickening or a life-giving spirit. So whatever happened to Jesus when he's raised from the dead, I'm telling you right now, you've already experienced that at the new birth. You've been raised out of spiritual death. Hallelujah. And where death and spiritual uh, 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 separation from God is concerned, that's been annihilated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whatever happened in the death, burial, and resurrection, set down to your credit just like you've done. He represented you. If he was made sin... He took care of the sin. Amen? 1 Peter 2, 24, who said, Who is on self? Bear our sin in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Hallelujah. That's set down to your credit. That's, that's already been paid for. You don't have to do anything but step forward and receive it just like you did when you received him as Savior. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. In Romans 5, 12, he said, one man, Adam, got us in trouble. And what he did separated all of mankind. See, he stood for all of mankind. He didn't just stood, stand for himself. See? So being one man stood for the whole human race, another man came and stood for the whole human race. <laughs> one man was head of a race of spiritually dead people, one that's separated from God, but God sent another Adam. Hallelujah. We call him Jesus. Hallelujah. 
And this one man that got us in trouble, praise God, he failed, but the one man didn't, and he got us out of trouble. Whatever he did, everything from the cross unto the throne is set down to your credit as if you was there. Why? Because he's representing you. He is your stand-in. He is your agent. He's your representative man. As Adam's represented one race, he represented another one. Hallelujah. Now there's only two races of people in the world now. The race of people that are fallen are separated from God and the other race is born again, separated unto Almighty God. Can you shout amen? amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, turn with me if you will to Matthew the 16th chapter. Praise the Lord. Sixteenth chapter, look in the thirteenth verse. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Whom do men say that I am, that I the Son of Man am? He called himself the Son of Man. Well, what is he saying? He's just simply saying, I guess if we read it out of other translations and everything, clear it up, but he's just simply saying, I am representing man. They knew what he was talking about. They knew, Old Covenant people knew that Adam had got them in trouble. They knew because of the fall of man they had to sacrifice animals to cover their sin for a period of one year. And next year they had to do the same thing. The year after year after year after year they had to sacrifice. But blessed be God at the end of the age or end of that covenant Jesus came as the final sacrifice for man. Hallelujah. But he was also, as John the Baptist called him, the Lamb of God, the sacrifice, sacrificial lamb for God. So he stood in for man as man's representative in the covenant. He stepped forward for you. Whatever he done, set down to your credit. He stepped forward for Almighty God. He was the Son of God and he was the Son of Man. Two families that had been separated since the fall of Adam have been put back together now. Now we're as one family in heaven and in earth and they all have the same name. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So the Son of Man is used over 30 times in the New Testament. God's trying to get something across. Jesus done stood for you. He's done represented you. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Romans 5, 19 said, For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Not, not robed in righteousness. How many of you know you can't lose your righteousness? Do you know what that means? That means I can walk in the presence of Almighty God and come boldly to the throne and obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. I don't have to slip up to the back door of heaven, knock on the door with my hat in my hand and say, let's have a little handout. Amen. I can come boldly because of Jesus. I can receive because of Jesus. Every blessing in this new covenant is already set down to my credit. We call it the new covenant, the new testament. Every time you find a promise of God, it's now become a fact. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why? Because Jesus has already represented me. He sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat. The blood was accepted. He represented me. Hallelujah. But God sent his only begotten son and he represented God. In one being, there was a man and there was a God. He is all man and he is all God. Hallelujah. He wasn't half and half, or I've heard people say, no. He is all man and he is all God. He was born of a woman just like us. Hallelujah. So one man failed and another man accomplished the will of Almighty God. It's set down to your credit right now. And as you find them in the New Testament, you can step forward and claim every blessing because God has already accepted the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. 1 Corinthians 5, 14 said, For one died for all, then all were dead. God counts your old man as being dead. He's counts, he's done say down to you. Do you know, really and truly, if you want to push this thing, you can account yourself as already having one resurrected, glorified body. It's already set down to your credit. Every blessing that heaven itself enjoys is now yours. Why? Whatever God's got, it belongs to the family. How come? Because God sacrificed his son in the covenant and, he, and, and, and for man, Jesus was sacrificed and so for man and God, the covenant man has already cut the covenant. It's already yours. Ephesians 1, 3 said, all the blessing heaven itself enjoys is now yours. Why? It's like Jesus said, all the Father has is mine. Not going to be mine. Hallelujah. 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 You know, we were singing a song a while ago, and we said, uh, what was that song? Uh, 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 about Jehovah Jireh. He shall bless me. You know, he's already blessed me. He's not going to bless us unless you take it. He shall as a statement. He shall. No other way. That's right. He shall. Amen. It's already cut and dried. All the blessings of heaven is yours. Everything, if God's got any healing, it belongs to you. If he's got any financial uh, wealth, it belongs to you. He said, now I'll meet your need according to his riches. Jesus stepped forward. His blood's been spit, spilt. It's speaking better things than able. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be unto God. Turn with me back to the 28th chapter of Isaiah. Let me show you what Jesus did when he went through death. Isaiah 28, starting the 15th verse. Hallelujah. See, when Adam failed, when Adam failed and committed high treason, there was a covenant cut between the devil and mankind. It's a covenant cut. That's all there is to it. He sold out to Satan. He knew what he was doing. He didn't, he didn't be, he was not fooled. Eve was fooled. He was not. He knew what he'd done. He willfully committed high treason. He is the Benedict Arnold of the spiritual world. Amen. And he failed. And when he did, he made covenant with hell. Mark the 15th verse, 28, 15, Isaiah. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death and with hell. 
said, because we have made, because we have said we have made a covenant with death and with hell are we in agreement, when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For we have made lies our refuge and under falsehoods have we uh, had ourselves. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion. That's the church. He's talking about Jesus, praise God. A prophecy, the master, the son of God's gonna come, but the son of man's gonna represent us too, praise God, in this new covenant. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet. Plummet means that thing on your head. He's gonna put righteousness on your head. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. No, you're not gonna have to be some old sinner saved by grace. You're not gonna even be a sinner because this new man you are has never, never, never been a sinner. Hallelujah. He's always been the very righteousness of Almighty God. The old man that was a sinner, he was crucified, died, and he's buried. Hallelujah. And you're a new creation raised out of every condition that came with the fall of man. Hallelujah. 17th verse. Judgment will I lay to the line in righteousness to the plummet. And the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and the water shall overflow the hiding place. And your covenant with death shall be disannulled and your agreement with hell shall not stand. Glory to God. Jesus come and went through death, hell, and the grave to annihilate every agreement. He broke that covenant that was illegally here in the earth and he set it aside and spilled his own blood and represented man and he represented God and now blood covenants in effect that cannot be broken. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. There we read a while ago, Jesus said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Peter answered him and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're the Christ, not only the Son of Man, but the Son of God. Hallelujah. John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God. In 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, he calls him the Passover Lamb that was slain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We ought to figure that out some kind of way that everything that tried to come on, on, on Israel there in Egypt, it did not because of the blood was struck on the doorpost. Hallelujah. Because of the blood. Hallelujah. There is a Passover and no uh, uh, agreement with death or no agreement with hell. It's been disannulled and it has no right where you are concerned. Glory to God. Sons and daughters of the Most High now. Praise God. So, God had a sacrifice. But guess what? So did man. The seed of Abraham. And the seed of God. See, in, in Romans 9, 29, said if God hadn't left us a seed, we'd been like Sodom and Gomorrah. We wouldn't have had a shot at it. But blessed be God, he left us a seed. Us a seed. He said, he that's born of God has God's seed in him, his genes in him. Praise God. 
You're not only adopted in and have legal rights to be the son of God, but you're born of God with God's life, God's nature, and God's ability. You can do all things through Christ who lives in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn with me to the first book of Romans. Romans, the first chapter. First verse. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he has promised afore by the prophets in the Holy Scripture, concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David. So he's of the seed of David, of the seed of Abraham. He came through that bloodline. He is man's representative of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Glory to God. He represented us as the seed of David, as coming through the flesh. He was a man. Blessed be God. That's why a man had to be born into this earth, pure and holy, and with God's nature in him. He was a man, but he had God's life and God's nature. He was different than any other man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Until you was born again. Until you was born again. And God made you exactly... Romans 8, 29, you were predestined to be conformed to the exact image of the Lord Jesus, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, whole family of brothers. Praise God, praise God. So he was the son of man, but he was the son of God. And there was a death, now listen, there was a death in two families. The son of God didn't just die, also the son of man. There has blood been spilt for the Son of Man and the Son of God. You've been represented by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And God was represented by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Two families have been put back together now. Hallelujah. The Son of Man and the Son of God has now become the new creation nation, a nation of people with God living on the inside of them just like Jesus, just exactly like Adam in the beginning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you shout amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're no longer separated from Almighty God. We have His life, His nature, Praise be unto God. You know, it, it, over in Peter, he talks about the precious blood. The precious blood. How precious it is. Praise God. It's precious before God. It ought to be so precious to us. That blood, he appeared in the presence of God to sprinkle his blood on the mercy seat in heaven, and God accepted it. God accepted it for who? He said, I swore by my own self because I couldn't swear by no greater. So I sent him. He stood for me in this covenant. But bless God, according to the flesh, he stood for you. Hallelujah. On my father's side and on my mother's side. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me. Turn with me to the 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Praise God. How powerful is this covenant 
Hebrews 13, 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, great leader of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. This covenant's been hell tested, folks. I mean, I don't care what you've been going through. I don't care what you're thinking. Jesus is standing for you. He's the representative man. He's standing for you. He's cut covenant for you. He's provided every blessing that God himself has. Not only did he die for you, but he died for God. He was the Lamb of God. He was the Son of Man. He cut the covenant. The covenant's intact. And because you didn't make it, you can't break it. If you break the covenant, the curse will come on you. That's a lie. Don't get that kind of thinking because I'll tell you why. You'll expect the curse to come. You'll expect failure to come. God has no failure in this new covenant. We have a better covenant established on better promises. Why are they better promises? Because there's no curse under this, just the blessing. Well, how come the curse has been coming on me? Because I imagine you was expecting it. Last time you said something wrong to your husband or wife or children, you just said, well, I done blew it. Well, you can't blow it. <laughs> you can't. You didn't make it. Now, if you'd have made it, you'd have done blowed it. I guarantee that. But you didn't make it. Hallelujah. Jesus made it for us. He made it for us while we are still heathens. See, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. So he stepped forward for man and he stepped forward for God. In one being, the Son of Man and the Son of God cut a blood covenant that cannot be broken. Can you shout amen? amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. You know, Matthew 12, 40 said, as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He descended into hell. This thing's been tested, folks. It won't fail. He was raised. How did God raise him? How did God raise him? Now, he's got to be just in doing it. He can't just say, well, that's the Son of God, not just raised him. No, he is a just God. He is just and the justifier of them that receive Jesus. Hallelujah. So all this is of God. This is nothing we figured up. Well, I'm going to get saved. God found. You ever heard folks talking about... Uh, uh, Oh, I finally found God. I, you know, I've been No, God wasn't lost. It was us. He found us. Oh, I found God. Where'd you find him at? Was he behind the tree somewhere? No. You were the one. He, you were lost, but he found me. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he sent his only begotten son to represent me in the covenant. And he sent his son, blessed be God, to represent himself. So the son of man and the son of God has cut a blood covenant. And blood has flowed and it's been sprinkled on the mercy seat. This day, that blood speaking better things than Abel. It cries out for mercy, not for vengeance. It cries out for mercy, not even justice. Well, you've done this. This ought to get you. No, that's religious thinking. Hallelujah. Your blessings is determined by one thing and one thing only, your representative. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What our representatives in Washington does, it affects us, don't it? Huh? If they vote a certain way and agree with uh, 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 the way others vote and it becomes a law, that affects us. 
Well, our representative, bless God, stepped forward, and this new covenant has been ratified. Hallelujah. The Supreme Court of the universe has said, every blessing is yours. Every blessing is yours because of your representative. Hallelujah. He acted for you. While I was yet a sinner, he died for me, for me, for me. Praise God. He was the lamb, the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. He was the lamb of God. Therefore, the covenant's cut. It's not between you and God, but between God and God. And it can't be broken. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. See what faith that'll, that'll build in you? Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Well, glory. Praise God. Will the elders come? Stand down here. Hallelujah. Y'all stand down here and face them. Dennis, you and Amy come. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me read some scripture. You can put it. Why don't you start it? Have you got an extra tape? All right, put this on that. Be fine. Second Timothy, second chapter in the first verse said, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou have heard among many witnesses, the same commit, commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Said, Thou for endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man warth a, a, a war entangle himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who chose him to be a soldier. Now he keeps talking about commitment to faithful men. 1 Timothy 1.12, Paul writes, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. So when God calls somebody, he calls faithful men. Hallelujah. I know that uh, one of the biggest things that God requires of people is to be faithful and that their word be good and that when they make a commitment, they'll not back up on it. Amen. And he says, Paul said I, that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Praise God. Paul writes to the church at Colossae, and he said of one of the beloved brothers, he said, he's a faithful minister. He's a faithful minister and servant in the Lord. He writes about Onesimus in, in Colossians, and he said, he's a faithful and beloved brother in the church at Colossae. He's faithful. He's beloved. Praise God. 1 Timothy 4, 6, Paul advises Timothy, said, put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou sh and you shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Nourish up the word of faith and of good doctrine, whereof, whereunto thou hast attained these truths. Paul taught people who they were in Christ. See, that message has never been presented to the body of Christ. We've taught everything but that. Now, we've ministered some of the word of faith in the last 10 or 15 years. And people have begun to understand that they can believe God and use their faith and receive the blessings of God. But when you understand this doctrine that Paul presented, said, teach people this, Dennis. And he said, they'll have faith and it'll rise to the highest level. If you know without a shadow of a doubt that you've died and buried and you've been raised to the highest seat in the universe, then your faith can soar. 
Hallelujah. So be faithful in teaching these things. And be faithful in teaching the, uh, 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 the gospel, the death, burial, and the resurrection. He goes on to tell Timothy, meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear unto all. That everybody can tell it. He's got something. He's not trying to get something. He's not just trying to teach a little message. And he's not just trying to teach people to be good. He's preaching a supernatural, dynamic gospel. And he's saying that I died with Christ, was buried with Christ, and I've been raised with Christ. And this day it's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ, the anointed, resurrected, glorified God living on the inside of me. Praise God. Now, Paul said to Timothy, I give you a charge. Dennis, you and Amy stand before us this day and we give you a charge. Do you accept it? Because of your high standards and your godly moral upbringing, because of your hunger, because of your diligence to study and to practice God's Word, we as elders at the church of Grace Christian Center and Elder Rated, we do recognize the anointing and the call of God upon your life. So this day, we do ordain you and separate you to the call of the ministry upon your life. Praise be unto God. We signify this by the laying on of the hands. Praise God. Stand behind Him. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for transmitting the life and the nature of God Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus' name. As Jesus' name. As a wife of one that's called, we're not called separate. We're one and we're both called. Hallelujah. So this day, His calling is your calling. In Jesus' mighty name. We do, as elders, ordain you into the ministry and we do this day say that you represent us at Grace Christian Center. Will y'all come and lay hands upon Y'all step forward. Y'all kneel. <coughs> y'all kneel. Hallelujah. Praise God.